this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm also here, and I'm Evan. <laughs> and you know, when Evan's here and Andy's here, you know I'm here too, and I'm Ronnie. As you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. Tonight, we are doing something different, but before we get into that, I have a bit for us. What's a bit? Love What's this. a bit? What What's is this the bit? bit? What's the bit? I, What's the bit? Truth, truth be told, I did not expect this episode to have a bit, but I'm here for it. What is Andy's the bit? Andy's always Andy? here serving the bits. I try. I try to always serve my bits to you <laughs> mm. and our audience. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, we're gonna sit in that for a second. Okay, <laughs> um, we did, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Just like my bits. Um, <laughs> so t- tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, some, I guess, Patreon content. Yeah. But with with kind of how that is a look backwards, I wanted to ask, what is something you're looking forward to? Mm. Um, I was thinking kind of in realm of pop culture. Sure. But, so the rebirth of civilization as we know it is not something that I can uh, I can reference. But if it's something a little bit more personal, I think that's fine too. Oh boy. The thing about pop culture in the quarantine times is like I don't feel like yeah. I get geared up for it as much. I feel like pop culture just happens to me and then I just like just you know, take it. It just I drops just, just into let, your lap and happen. you just um, choose to receive it or not. Yeah. It just pops in my lap and I'm like, hi, WandaVision, and it smacks me across the face. I'm like, I guess I'm getting into this. I think season two of The Witcher is going to come out some point eventually. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked about that. As far as pop culture things go, I, I would uh, be very excited to see season two of The Witcher, the American Netflix version. Uh, I liked the first season uh, very much. Uh, yeah. Henry Cable was okay, but everything else about the show, Chef Kiss, very good. I know quite a few people who were kind of down on it, and uh, as someone who has uh read uh a couple of the books now, uh, I thought it was very like faithful as far as like what I want from an adaptation and I thought it was real fun and I too am really looking forward to season two yeah everything else is so ephemeral as to like when it's filming and when it's gonna come back what, mm-hmm. I mean even even the Witcher is like I'm not sure when the Witcher is coming back I don't think they've announced a date for that um but yeah I'm I'm with you Ronnie I, I've just been sort of like sitting here and media has been hitting me uh, like a truck as, as it just comes past mm-hmm. in some cases, hitting me head on in some cases, just clipping me as it goes past in some, in some cases, leaving an impact, or maybe this is exactly what you're saying in some cases, leaving an impact in some cases, completely forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I need I, something to fill the time. I used every version of the word too in that single sentence. English is dumb. <laughs> sure is. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'd be like that. I, too, am looking forward to season two of The Witcher. Yeah, you did. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Put that in a textbook. Life is life is full of little beautiful butterflies. And little miracles. And stop and, and look at them sometimes. Um, yeah, season two of The Witcher is going to be real, real fun. Um, I kind of do wish Netflix would drop the, uh, the, uh, the, the binge model and release it weekly. I think The Witcher would have stayed in the popular zeitgeist longer if it had been weekly. Uh, rather than a single weekend that everyone blew through it. I, do, I have been very much enjoying that element of WandaVision. Like, because I am here for the for the hashtag discourse. Yeah. Um, I am I am a big fan of the weekly model uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to just the, the, the dump and binge. I've been spoiled by the, the dump model because yeah. uh, every time an episode of WandaVision ends, I'm like, that's it? That's all there yeah. is? It's only... Well, I don't even know how long WandaVision is. It feels like each episode is 20 minutes. Like, I blink and it's over, and I'm like, but then what? But, uh. I, but then I, like, you know, I realize that this is how television was meant to be consumed. This is why episodes exist. Well, like, especially season one of Mando, I feel like really brought that conversation of, mm-hmm. like, binging versus weekly. And... I love that Disney Plus is like, how long are our episodes? As long as they need to be, baby. Yeah. This episode yeah. of Mando is 28 minutes, and this next one is 49. Like, <laughs> love that. Love that. And Very I, freeing. It I, does feel better when they're a long episode. It does feel better when you yeah. get a nice hour chunk every week instead of the, like, I think we got some 22-minute episodes of WandaVision mixed in there. And, like, I'm the first to admit that Star Wars fan talk is garbage and awful, and it's full of bad bad faith actors. Uh, but like that weekly discussion of like going into, uh, I was gonna say the office, but no one's doing that. But uh, <laughs> like you know, talking to your friends online of like, hey, did you watch yet? Oh, what did you think? Like, oh, here's mm-hmm. what I think is gonna happen. It's super fun, and it seems yeah. like WandaVision is also doing that in a big way. Uh, I don't also, know if Marvel discourse is as awful as Star Wars, but it 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 it's super for some reason it super is specifically regarding WandaVision. Well, if you look at Wanda and Quicksilver in the comics, they're Romani Jews, and that's a big part of their identity, and. Marvel recently retconned that because they didn't have the film rights and that's dumb and stupid. But like for the vast majority of their history, they were Romani Jews and for the MCU to not do that and then introduce Sokovia and bullshit. And that's, it's not, it's not good. And the, uh, I saw quite a few Romani people not thrilled about the, Sure. Uh, the the portrayal of uh, Sokovian fortune tellers and things like that. So, yeah, I think there's probably some legitimate problems with WandaVision uh, in the discourse. And I'm sure MCU fans are uh, not being kind uh, or receptive to those legitimate criticisms. Sure. Um... I am looking forward to 
uh, which is something that's different for me and different for this 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 little piece of of usually a genre thing. I'm looking forward to uh, Taylor Swift re-releasing Fearless, uh, an album she made back in 2002. Uh, oh for, wow! For the for those of you who don't know, uh, Taylor Swift has been locked in a uh, basically decade long legal battle. Uh, a bad bad man owns her like streaming rights to her music, basically. This and, seems to be true of so many young women making yeah. music where a bad man just controls everything that they mm-hmm. do and release and all of their money and their rights. Yeah. Yep. Real bad industry, real bad real fucking bad. situation for young women. Um, sucks. Anyway, um, carry on. Yeah. It just so happens that while that bad thing has happened, Taylor Swift has the immense privilege to be able to and, and privilege to have the time, resources and money to re-record all of her albums uh so that she can now have the streaming rights to her new music her old music which is new again um and i didn't really i wasn't a big taylor swift fan back then i didn't get into taylor swift until the album 1989 um and so i'm I'm interested to see uh her take on the old classics that made my eyes roll when i was a a real macho teen now that i am a much 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 less macho adult um, I don't know how feasible that is for like artists to do, but I kind of wish more people would do that. To be yeah. honest, I think Evanescence uh did that at least with one song in particular fairly recently. Uh, where like that that one song that was very popular that, that was the Evanescence song that was like cut in with like some random uh like male singer like doing it wasn't a rap but yeah the like she never wanted that in there and so once she was like free of that contract or whatever she just re-recorded the song without that mm-hmm. other guy's music in there so like good for them good good for taylor swift good for evanescence i i hear what you're saying ronnie that it's for People with less privilege and resources and industry clout, it is not feasible for them to do that if they have been taken advantage of. So that's a real fucking shame. But uh, for those who can, I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad that mm-hmm. they're taking control of their situation. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I, w- I would love to hear like, you know, Panic at the Disco re-record I Write Sins Not Tragedy oh these days. God. And like, or like Fall Out Boy record some of their old hits or, or like, you know, whatever, whatever it is now with like a more mature, like just wh- whatever they decide to do with it, whether it is just like a carbon copy or they, you know, everyone changes their in own 18 stuff. years. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, we, we were talking about uh, 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 bad Marvel fans and bad uh Star Wars fans uh who who can't really let go of like what happened in the past and what their their idea of Star Wars was in the past and then turning to our musicians from 20 years ago and saying hey just do more of the same things that you did when I was a teenager please just do more, just do more of that I mean if I don't know if this is the case I guess maybe she is trying to like replicate the original sound so that people listen to the new uploaded versions and not the old versions but if I was her I wouldn't want to re-record the same songs the same way. I would do my own spin, and if I was a fan, that's what I would want. 
personally. Yeah. I think it'd be rad to hear, okay, what's your take on this song and what changes are you going to make in the 18 years now that you've grown as an artist? That is certainly my hope. Uh, the one track she has released is Love Story. Um, Did you make it that one, uh, No. Lame. But there is like some tick. See, here's the thing. There is probably more like Taylor Swift uh, conspiracy theories than there are like Star Wars like fan. Like there is like some theory that like the reason she's doing Fearless first, even though it was her third album, is because she wants to make it gay because it was supposed to be gay back then. But the record label wouldn't let her do it. And so like, who knows? Who knows? Love well, Story. We, love Story fake, was but OK. We yeah. all know oh, that it's Taylor. So, it's also fake. We all know that Taylor Swift is a huge ally to the gays based off that song and music video where she single-handedly defeats all homophobia, which is not at all systemic, but just a couple of hick rednecks. Yeah. Just saying mean words, just hick saying mean words. That's, that's, that's all uh, that that's all it is. is. Yeah. That's you need to calm down featuring uh, you know, the 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 most representative of the queer community, the Fab Five from uh from uh Queer Eye. Hey, hey Taylor. Hey. I like your music. I do, I do. I think you're kinda cool. And like, yes, bitch, slay. Like, I know you want me to say that, but like Fuck off with that shit. That's some that's some bullshit. Thanks. Lover Lover wasn't 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 the best album in general. No, and she's always no. got one very not best song on even the best of albums. Um all that to say, uh she is re-releasing, I think, six new tracks of this album, so maybe that's where the gay comes out. There was a lot of 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 I refuse to believe that any song on um Evermore was written about a heterosexual relationship and uh, even folklore is, is debatable. Um, but we can get into that. She was very much inspired by, uh, it seemed uh portrait of a girl on fire or portrait mm. of a woman on fire, which was, which was very gay. Um, meet beat behind the mall that has become like a, like a, a, a sapphic rallying cry. Um, regardless. Excited to see what she does with this uh, and to see if it's if it's a thing I'm into. It might not be, but it could be a thing I'm into. Listeners are here for the Ronnie discussing Taylor Swift discourse <laughs> content. Love it. Love it. Mwah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's a, a large swath of our audience. I'm also looking forward to when the pandemic is over and I can go outside. Hey, again. Yeah. I cannot wait until I can uh, cancel plans by choice and not by necessity. Can't wait. I don't think I'm going to I'm going to get like overwhelmed because I'm not going to cancel plans for a good just, like two months. I just want to make out with all of my friends. Yeah, it's fair. It's valid. Yeah, we did a lot of friend smooching in the before times. Yeah. And Evan, you're a great smoocher. Don't get me wrong. This is not at all a slight against <laughs> you, but I just missed my friends who I haven't seen or smooched in a while. Oh, I feel you, babe. Yeah, yeah I, I I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I miss sniffing things. I miss going into shops mm. and sniffing bath products and uh, samples of tea, and th- I miss putting things up to my face in shops. I miss hotels. I miss, I miss having dreams where I walk around with a bare face 
and then I don't get anxious in the dream that I don't have oh. a mask on. Yeah, I'm that's, sure that's going to that's going to live with me for 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 years. Oh, but yeah. Still, that's going to be the new, um, you know, out in public without pants on. Yeah. Dream forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Happens to me all the time. I have anxiety, jerk myself awake dreams where I most of, in yeah. most of my dreams. I'm walking around like this because I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. I know I'm not. I'm not making a statement. I just I genuinely forgot. I was putting my my shirt over my face there for the yeah, listeners. This is an audio medium. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let's do what we're actually going to do for this episode. Yeah, I didn't do um, my thing. Oh, Andy, you I'm sorry. Or... Oh, Andy, I'm I thought, sorry. I thought, I thought you. Yeah, were, you yeah. did. No, you talked about no. The Witcher. I thought that was your thing. Yeah, your thing was, was The Witcher. I know. Back on we were kind of even commenting on each other's. That's what we did. Andy, we all Andy, talked you about go. Taylor Swift. Andy, what are you excited for? Oh, I don't know now. Um, oh, it probably Andy. wasn't very good. Don't be sad. No, oh, please no, okay. share. Please share. Um, I. This is kind of connected to my other thing. My my thing that this episode is about. But Wiccan and Hulkling are joining the Guardians of the Galaxy lineup in the comics. I don't fucking care about the MCU at this point anymore. Uh, except you know, fucking Billy and Tommy are in WandaVision. Spoilers for WandaVision, but um, yeah, I'm just super excited for Wiccan and Hulkling to be joining the Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, I have not read that comic since, like, the Bendis era when he was writing X-Men, so, like, God, like, eight or nine years ago now, right? Yeah. Five-ish? It's been a long time since I've read a Guardian comic. Like, nothing came close to Abbott and Lanning mm-hmm. for me. Um, but the the fact that Wiccan and Hulkling are going to be in it, like, that makes so much sense for them. And I like that they're kind of maturing out of the, the Young Avengers. And it's just a really great space. <laughs> space. Space for them. <laughs> uh, and, like, the team is getting a lot queer like star lord is bisexual and polyamorous now and like i just love that marvel is kind of opening those doors a little bit even if it's not always 100 percent like stated uh i don't necessarily think it necessarily needs to be as far as the medium of comics because you can so much of comics is what happens between panels and like encouraging the reader to create in that space. I don't necessarily think things need to always be labeled and said. Uh, but yeah, I'm super fucking stoked about that. And I'm probably going to start reading Guardians again. The boys are full time space lads now. Uh, Billy and Teddy, they, they got a condo in space, royal condo of some kind. On account of Teddy's a ruler of something or other now, so it makes perfect sense. Those those lads, they just be up in space, and also like they've got space adjacent powers, so I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, it's good. I I, I think good. it's gonna be real fun. So let's let's uh, let's get into what we're what we're here to talk about today. Um, we we have selected a new show to watch next, um, but 
I don't even want to get into that yet. Um, we we Put it are on like your minds. Yes. Think not of it. Concern <laughs> not yourself with the show. Yeah, it'll probably be in the in the show notes, so you can just tap over there and read if you're really that concerned. Um, um, we are officially this week launching our Patreon. Officially launching yeah, where they may radio. You guys have heard about it because you guys are our favorite secret special friends who listen to our podcasts all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've we've made links accessible now. We're going to have yeah. cool branding on there soon, too. We've got Very somebody exciting. working on some art. We just got an amalgam of the existing art now. But soon, soon. It is us here at Ending Pending. It is our very good friends and also us over at Force Friends Rewatch. <laughs> um. And we're just gonna we're just gonna have a bunch of fun, and it'll be a good place to hang out and a good place for you to support us, if that is something that you would like to do. Um, one of the places, one of the ways that you can support us is at the ten dollar per month level. You're gonna get a m- monthly newsletter, uh, from a rotating cast of characters, and those characters are Andy, Evan, Ronnie. And and um, Ryan, oh, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. I don't know why <laughs> I said it, and I was like, no, that's not it. Um, those characters are Andy, Evan, Ronnie, and Ryan on a on a rotating uh panel. We're just gonna you know be hitting you with the what we're what we're watching, what we're reading, what we're listening to, what's we're in our minds. What are we kind thinking of a book about? club? Yeah, we're gonna make you yeah. media recommendations. We're gonna talk to you about the things that we have been enjoying in the mm-hmm. last however long. Uh, and maybe you will also enjoy those things because probably if you listen to our podcast, you enjoy the same sort of things that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little free flow. Uh, I think all of us are going to add our own little voice and tone and format to it. And uh, yeah, I think it'll just be a, a stellar time to, to, you know, get on board with your, with, with your, you know, you listen to us so that you can form parasocial relationships with us. Now yes, you can feel bond, even closer to us bond with us. Yeah. Come into our bosom. So what we're going to do today, uh, intermixed with uh, doing some soft pitches for why you should uh, become a, a subscriber to our Patreon, is we're going to we're going to give you a uh, kind of a sneak peek of what what uh, an audio version, if you will, of what one of these uh, newsletter will look like. But just talk about what we're doing. What are we into? What are we enjoying? What's the what's the recommendations we have for you right now? What's the vibe? How, how do we want to do? We were just gonna go, go round robin style a little bit here. Sure. Since we, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say we. Since I uh, bypassed Andy in the in the intro phase, I feel like Andy should go first. Share That's something fair. you're into. All right. Yeah. Uh, this is gonna be about forty five minutes of Andy talking <laughs> about X Men comics, uh, because that is what I'm super into right now. Um. Just to to give you a brief snapshot, I had stopped reading comics when I came out, uh, which was, God, five years ago now, um, because I could not afford them anymore. And with about a year ago now, I got a, a new job and had more money to spend on things like comic books and also had more reading time available to me. 
and my goal was to not get into anything modern, but to just read like old classics that I had never had the chance to read or uh, pick up, you know, like indie stuff that I, I, I wasn't, you know, aware of and maybe wasn't as popular. Um, however, I kept hearing about how good the current X-Men stuff was and how it, you know, connected back the last 50 years of X-Men history in a really interesting way. And I was like, the last 50 years of X-Men history is fucking bonkers. There's no way to make any sort of sense of it. Uh, and I started reading it and it is so goddamn good. It's so good. Listener. It's also very gay. Um, that was is Nightcrawler a gay little pirate in it. This is my litmus test for good X-Men content. Uh, Nightcrawler is in an interesting place where he is not. Sounds like a no. <laughs> he's not headlining any book currently, but he is kind of showing up in a lot of different books uh, as a bit of a uh, mentor figure. And also, like, a, a calming voice. Uh, he is most frequently appearing in uh, The Marauders, which is the gay pirate book led by Kitty Pride okay. uh, as a bisexual icon. And uh, he, in the right direction. he is frequently talking to her about him joining the team. So, like... If you're going to have an X-Men pirate book, uh, you better sure as fuck have Kurt at some point join the team. So uh, I I do think it's only a matter of time till he gets on the boat. Uh, Currently, though, he is up to uh, kind of like weird ghost hunting shit and things like that. Get him on the boat, Marvel. Get him on the gay little boat. Put a little hat on him. The, the boat is very gay, and I'm super into it. Uh, Iceman <laughs> is on the boat. Uh, his sugar daddy, uh, Christian Frost, is sometimes on the boat. Uh, it's great. If I was gay and had infinite money, well, I am gay, but if I had infinite money, <laughs> I, would just be on, I would just be on a pirate ship all the time. I don't know why anyone would do anything else with their time. If you had unlimited money and you were gay, just get on a boat with all your gay friends and get drunk on a boat all the time. So if if I could pitch this era of X-Men, um, the, the Claremont run, which I'm also working my way through, but it's 15 years of publication history, uh, the Claremont run really introduces the minority metaphor in a big way. Um, that's when like humans start to fear mutants. Like during the Stan Lee shit, the mutants were just working for the government and were cops and it's not great. Uh, Claremont is the one who introduces the minority metaphor and the, um, the friction between humanity and mutants. And he, he introduces characters who aren't, uh, like, white middle-class rich suburban kids like he introduces uh storm he introduces kitty pride who is jewish 
Uh, he adds the Jewish stuff to Magneto's backstory. Um, and it's, it's really powerful. And then uh, fast forward uh, a bit of time, Grant Morrison, uh, who is a non-binary fey deity in real life, uh, but Grant Morrison introduces um, kind of the minority cultural aspects um, with like Mutant Town and uh, kind of the commodification by normies of minority culture. Like there are humans who are into mutant fashion and mutant music and uh, kind of the fear of the powers of be of being replaced by the minority is something that Grant Morrison really explores. Um, and this current era brings a lot of stuff together from X-Men history into, uh, the X-Men forming this nation state of Krakoa. And it's kind of about what happens when this minority group has political power of their own now in that the mutants have a nation and are, you know, now making uh, plays on the world stage of politics. And what does that look like? Uh, Magneto is their ambassador to the UN. <laughs> and it is Little choice. It is delicious. You get these page long monologues of Magneto in United Nations briefings and di- diplomatic, I don't know, summits. And he's just ranting about the injustices mutants have faced and how they won't deal with it anymore. And it's so good. He declares all mutants to be God and it's incredible. <laughs> um, uh, there's this great scene where he is talking to these UN ambassadors and they have uh, like assassin teams like in place to murder him. And Cyclops is just like taking them out by himself while Charles is keeping Eric up to date of Cyclops's process. And like, it's, it's just, it's so good. It's very good. Um, you have uh, all mutants were given amnesty by the, the nation state of Krakoa. So you have also, also a bold and, and, very interesting choice, I would say. The The idea there, you know, within the fiction is like what you had to do while under oppressive human regimes, like is not for us to judge. Everyone gets a clean slate. All right. But some of them are rapey, though. <laughs> some of them are very bad. No, some of them, some of them are garbage. And it's like there is a real awkwardness of like, you have someone like, uh, gray Hawk who committed the mutant massacre and like, which was, uh, you know, an attack against the, the mutants called the Morlocks and like the Morlocks and gray Hawk are now just like neighbors. And that's, awkward. That's not great. Yeah, if I were the Morlocks, I wouldn't be fine with that. Yeah, so they attacked him. Mm. Uh, so, like, yeah, there's... Things aren't perfect, and there's growing pains happening. Um, you have a book, uh, you know, called Hellions, which is uh, Mr. Sinister's <laughs> team, uh, where he took all of the, like, 
problematic people and put them on a team together and they're trying to like rehabilitate them. Uh, and also mutants who maybe have the best intentions, but their powers are, you know, directly antisocial and that's not their fault, but they're kind of on this team of misfits now. Um, mutants have created a ability where they can come back to life, which Sounds cheesy, but when you realize comics are always doing that anyway, putting it in the fiction and having it, you know, directly part of the story and make sense rather than people constantly needing a weird contrived reason to bring people back is kind of brilliant. And also they have like synthesized it into a drug for humans that it doesn't make them immortal. It doesn't bring them back from the dead, but it extends their lives and it's also functionally a cure for Alzheimer's and they're selling it and they're kind of bribing other nations of, if you recognize our sovereignty, we'll sell you this drug. And in order to control the black market, they have uh, Kitty Pride, a bisexual icon leading a pirate team and like going after the black market drug trade of the mutant drug and also rescuing mutants and bringing them to Krakoa. Um, Krakoa is this, like, socialist utopia where no one really needs a job or needs to work. But um, if they want to, like, they can. Like, uh, the Blob runs a bar. uh, And, like, presumably, like, other mutants have jobs that they're invested in and interested in. Um yeah, it's just super cool about, like, what does a nation of mutants look like? And what are the what are the rules? What are the conventions? And what does it mean to build a, a country from, like, the ground up? And characters who have not mattered in a long time or who have been dead for a long time are, like, here now. And it's super fun. It's so fun to pick up a book and be like, oh, Prodigy and Dakin are both bisexuals and like, like constantly joking about how prodigy is the respectable bisexual and Dakin is the disaster bisexual and they're on a team together. And it's just so fun to like read a book with more than one queer character in it. Um, and like Scott Summers and Logan and Jean gray are fucking each other on the moon. And it's, it's fucking awesome. I just hope the blob and toad are happy together. Yeah, for real. They're very, very happy. What is this called so people can look it up if they have been uh, if they have been captivated by your synopsis? Uh, so it starts off with uh, House of X, Powers of Ten, and it is the Hickman era. Um, House of X, Powers of Ten is kind of a recap of the last 50-ish years of publication history told through the eyes of Mara McTaggart, who, if you've seen the movies, she is the um, heterosexual love interest of First Class. Uh, We all know that that movie is about Charles and Eric uh, fucking by playing chess, but she is the heterosexual love interest (laughs) in those movies. Uh, it's told from her perspective and um, really, really good. And it sets the stage for this mutant nation that is being built. 
Uh, but then if you just like look up X-Men from 2020 on, you will find it. Um, I'm really enjoying from the run. Uh, Marauders is probably my favorite book on it, but uh, X-Factor is really, really good. That's uh, a team of mutants um, that are investigating when mutants die or go missing, uh, like how they died and making sure they're dead because now that mutants can come back to life, you want to make sure that they're really dead before you bring them back. Um, and that's got North star on it. Who's gay. And his husband is in it. Uh, even though I hate Kyle, Kyle sucks, but North star is great. And prodigy and Dakin are on it. It's a very gay book. Um, Marauders is phenomenal. That's the gay pirate book, uh, with multiple gays on that team. Um, uh, Excalibur is really good. It's like Captain Britain, Gambit, and Rogue doing like magic shit because mm. the X Men have always kind of also been off doing magic shit. Uh, and Apocalypse is in that, and Richter, who is gay, is in it. Um, and then the main X Men line is mostly kind of focused on the Summers family. Um, and again, like Gene Scott and Logan are just in this polyamory household on the moon raising young Cable and Rachel and like doing awkward family vacations and flirting and Gene Scott and Logan have conjoining bedrooms. It's like, it's right there. You love yeah, to see it. I'm really enjoying it. Like I, I have been out of comics for so long and even getting back into it, I was not reading like current shit and I never thought I'd be excited about comics again, but then like they really shook up what the X-Men is and what it could be. And X-Men is always great when it focuses on the metaphor and it's really focusing on the metaphor in a new and interesting way. Love that. Love that. Very excited by this book. Really want to get into a lot of these. Any questions, class? <laughs> so many. So many. You can submit them uh, at a one hat town on Twitter. Uh, blow up those menchies. Talk to me about um, X-Men. Oh, uh, I want to plug Nate Trees's new comic book podcast. Uh, I recently recorded with him to talk about the Iceman solo series, which was right before the new era. And it's kind of maligned as a, a dark era where not a lot of good stuff happened, but the X-Men Sol or the Iceman solo series is great. Um, he has not launched it yet, and I'm blanking on the name, but Nate Trees' podcast is about comic books. He's at the Nate Zone on Twitter. You can find him and ask him about his, his podcast. His new comic book podcast. I'm also going to be on it. Yeah, I'm, gonna I'm also going to be on it. I'm going to talk about the Young Avengers. Uh, Nate is really drying out this Andy Pendy well for yeah. his podcast content. Ronnie, what are you going to talk about on Nate's podcast? I am uh, nothing if not just so... Well, I don't even know. I want to say basic, but this is not basic. I'm going to talk about the uh, Marvel event, Original Sin. Ooh. Uh, that kicked off uh, a bunch of like really interesting retellings of past Marvel stories and also kind of started us into this um, 
you know, modern era where they were just like, hey, y- y'all want people who aren't just straight white men as characters? Uh, okay, here it is all at once. Kind of ham-fisted way of doing it, but it definitely uh, uh, jettisoned a lot of the characters we know in, in today's popular culture into the... Th- that's when Jane Foster became Thor, right? That is when Jane Foster became God, Thor, yeah. so good. S- love, love Jane Foster Thor. Yeah, um, it's very good. And, like, I loved what that did to regular Thor. I know, like, a lot of dudes were, like, pissed about it, but I loved Odinson, where... Yeah. He just has the axe and kind of sucks, but is yeah. awesome still. Anyway, it's the it's the series that kind of got me back into reading comics, um, just based on like the the taglines of like who killed the Watcher. I was just like, oh, this is like a good jumping on point, and it was a terrible jumping on point. But I have <laughs> I have uh, grown to enjoy it uh, the further I've gotten from it. I had a hero click of like old man space Nick Fury holding a sniper mm-hmm. rifle and the fucking Watcher's eyes, uh, and I loved that hero click very much. It was a, it's a good one. That's a good look, yeah. Evan. What are what are what, 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 it's it's your month. This is your newsletter. What are what are you bringing bringing to the fans? I got a couple of things. First of all, I'm reading books again. Imagine that. I'm reading hey. actual books with words. Uh, I just started one that I'm uh, real excited about. It's Gideon the Ninth by Tamsin Weir. And uh, it's I'm kind of late on this bandwagon. This was there was a lot of buzz about it in like 2018 when it I think that's when it came out. But um, I'm about 100 pages in. And it, it's real good, guys. I'm going to read. There's a uh, a quote on the cover like they do from, uh, you know, famous book reviews. Mm-hmm. And usually usually the quote will be something like um, just out of context, glowing praise for the book, you know, where it'll just say like brilliant, transcendent effervescent says a man who reviews books for the Washington Post um this this cover quote on Gideon the Ninth however is perhaps the most neutrally stated cover quote I've ever read but it really tells you everything you need to know it is quote lesbian necromancers explore a haunted gothic palace in space and that's pretty much it. That's all you need to know. Uh, it is. That'll do it. Yeah. The The main character, Gideon, is in fact a woman. Uh, it's a masculine name, but it, the main character is a woman. Uh, I have not gotten to her doing any gay stuff yet, but she does have what she describes as titty magazines. Uh, it's a sci-fi novel. Like, it takes place in space, and there are shuttles that go between planets and stuff. But there's also... Uh, necromancy, and she has a sword. Like, what more do you need in your life than space mm-hmm. lesbians with swords? I was really confused about what a t- titty magazine was. I was trying to picture, like, magazines shaped like breasts, and then um, I realized that it was, magazines. Yeah. it was porn magazines porn. of naked women, yeah. and that I'm very gay. Yeah. Because yeah. I was very confused. But no, that's porn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is a porn. That is that a is, porn. That, that is a porn of women. Who like that women. Is, yeah, like, that. like yeah. titty magazines. Yeah. 
It sounds like a dope book. Yeah, I um I'm I'm stoked about it. It has won a bunch of like awards and accolades and stuff. Uh it's, it was it's sold a lot of moved a lot of copies as I understand and I'm I'm seeing why having just gotten like less than 100 pages into it so far. If if I may, uh I I frequently judge books by their covers. That's why I got very into the Dresden Files is the Dresden Files had great covers. Uh the Dresden Files fucking suck though. And <laughs> that is the fucking coolest cover I think I've ever seen. Since this is an audio medium, I will describe the cover to you. It is a uh, uh, sort of androgynous-looking woman, uh, all in black, with a sword. Her face is painted like a skull. She has aviator sunglasses on. She's got a gauntlet with claws on it in the hand that is not holding the sword, and she's surrounded by skeletons. Uh, like... Also, I would not have necessarily pegged that figure as as a woman. I know you said that they were androgynous, but I just want to highlight again how uh, like ambiguously gendered they are with the shock of short red hair and then like the skull makeup. Uh, it's fucking metal as hell. Very good. Also, there's like houses in it, uh, different like there's numbered houses and uh, they've all got little, you know, I'm I was tempted to say, you know, like Harry Potter, like there's it's not like Harry Potter at all. I don't want to draw that comparison. That would be unfair to this book. But they all have little icons representing them and they're all skulls. They're all just different kinds of skulls, different skulls with different little thingies on them. Good stuff. I think, well, maybe I shouldn't say we all have. I have certainly uh, in the past year gone on a Google search of like, fantasy like school slash teen slash like magic uh child books that are not harry potter and what i have learned is that when you dig into those you find out lots of good fantasy books and realize that harry potter despite its uh its transphobic uh creator uh was never actually really that good yeah, um, people do grab, love a categorization. People but. love a categorization system, though. Yes, any kind of yes. categorization system. I'm not deep enough into this to. Th- this is why people love the like Witcher schools, even though they're irrelevant to anything happening <laughs> in the Witcher. And this is why people love the Harry Potter houses. It's a four part yes. personality test that's extremely simplistic that people can hang their whole identities on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a Blue Lantern. If anyone's asking. Hmm. Um, also, I think I, I've mentioned this on my various social meds. Um, that's my cool hip way of saying social media. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> um, you can I was get more confused. Of hip, hip lingo on Evan's month of the newsletter. For my social meds. Um, but, uh, I don't read books. <laughs> Andy, stop breathing like that in okay. my di- direction. Sorry. Um, I don't read heterosexual literature anymore, I've decided. Mm. I don't care if the, uh, if the author is heterosexual, I generally don't know. Um, but if there's not a queer in the book, I just don't read it anymore. Um, it has served me really well so far in my book selections. Might, might I recommend to you, Evan, uh, a book called, uh, Nina's Whisper. Mm. It is, uh, a fantasy novel. Um, lesbian novel 
uh, by I have not gotten deep enough into it to give you like a real like what the story is pitch. But it is by a former college professor of mine, Dr. Sheena Howard, who I credit with like my awakening as like a moral, socially conscious individual. What is that called again? Nina's Whisper. All right. I've got it logged away in my brain banks. There you go. I don't think I told you this, dear, but when you made that pronouncement on your social meds, um, I was very, very into um, the IDW TMNT comic series, which I'll still say is is very good. But I was getting more and more frustrated at the lack of representation and the aggressive aggressive heterosexualing of characters and we probably do not have the time for me to explain what I mean by that but it was uh, really frustrating from a book about talking uh, martial arts reptiles who also happen to be uh, middle aged or not middle aged um Teenagers, it's the teenage. Uh, <laughs> I believe that's the opposite adolescent. Of yeah, yeah. Ad- is adolescent. Ad- I don't know the youth. The youth, young, young reptile martial artists, young horny ninjas. How aggressively heterosexual they were, uh, and that all of the side characters were. And I was like, you know what? Fucking Evans, right? Mm-hmm. Even if mm-hmm. this is great, that doesn't mean I need to read it. It, like it, it's clearly not written for me, uh, so I stopped reading it, and I only read gay books now, and I only read gay comics now, and my life has been a lot better. It's also helped me as someone who's felt obligated to read every Star Wars book. I don't need to do that. I can just read the gay ones, yeah. and if there aren't gays in it, I'm not going to read it. It's dope. On that note, yo, yo, uh, this, I have this a- is the ma- oh. this is the making of a twi- of a new social media account. Um, where y'all just, it's just, is this, is this book gay? Is it and gay? You just, you just post a cover of the book and, and it's just, no, this book is not gay or yes, this book is gay. I have a, um, uh, a Goodreads account. If anybody wants to follow me, I'm just Evan Hodges on, you, you can only put your real name on there basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can, you can follow along with all the gay shit that I'm reading at any given time. I'm not going to do a full synopsis on these, but I would also strongly recommend uh, The Tarot Sequence by Katie Edwards. There's only two books in it so far. The first one is called The Last Sun, S-U-N, Sun, not S-O-N, Sun. Uh, Sort of Artemis Fowl vibes, but super gay. Uh, Trigger warning, there is some uh, like sexual assault stuff, memories of sexual assault in there, but uh very good interesting series uh highly recommend and the uh the author is very active on the social meds <laughs> love that ronnie ronnie yeah. it's your turn to recommend yeah. something i've got some podcasts my t- in my back pocket too but i'm saving them yeah um well with 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 you know i think like i said we'll all be doing something a little bit different with these uh with these newsletters um you know, it's kind of like a, a, a Spotify Discover Weekly, except uh, it's monthly. And instead of being curated to your taste, 
it's curated to our tastes uh, yeah. and what we like. and, and Which and will become your taste. Which will become your taste. Honestly, at this point, if you're 100, almost 30 episodes in adding pending, we have the same taste. Like, let, let's let's be real here. Um, something I didn't, uh, what has been meeting my taste lately has been writing poetry. And so I think to, to start off every, uh, every edition of my newsletter, I'm going to share you with you a little poem that I've, uh, I've scribed over the past couple months. And I, I, oh. if, if, I love this. If, it please, if it pleases the court, I think I'd like to share one right now. Yeah. I just sat up. So this one uh, is, is uh, I'll just read it. It is called Adolescent Spring. Adolescent Spring comes to age in the night. February whispers from benevolent lips, absolving the earth of their sins. The graves shake off their ghostly hue and reveal the envy beneath, which lay dormant through the frost and their circumstance more suitable. So just a, just, just a quick hit there, right there. That was there. so good, just, Ronnie. That was so good. You. It was so evocative. Thank you. I was, I was inspired partly, uh, mostly, by the uh, the melting snow on the cemetery across the street, and then partially by uh, losers of love stories uh, doing their their January embers uh, poem from from it. Um, but yeah, that that's that's uh you know just a little taste of 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 some of the things you can expect. Also, um, uh, been watching a lot of Dickinson, and that's been. <laughs> Which is my rec- is a recommendation, uh, and also has been um, helping you with my nature based poetry. I was just about um, to say the uh, the thing about looking out your window and seeing the snow melting on the headstones, extremely Dickinsonian, mm-hmm. very yeah. very uh, very Emily Dickinson. Ronnie, yeah. how long have you been writing poetry? I don't think I knew you were doing this. I have been. I mean, I've I, I've been writing poetry basically my whole life. Uh, as as long as I could write, I've always been like writing like either rhymed verse or or, or something like that. Um, I have been starting to take it more seriously, uh, basically just before Lila was born. Um, mm. it, it 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 started as a uh, kind of like an anxiety journal, um, but unfortunately, uh, the way my brain works, I cannot. Uh, take note of my surroundings unless I am preparing it for public consumption. <laughs> um, and so I have, I have, uh, you know, just started writing those things into poetry and it, it has helped me kind of air some things out. And I've, uh, I've really appreciated having that, uh, that outlet. Um, so you'll, you'll, you will all receive the first of my published works because I haven't clearly have not published anything, but it'll be published in a newsletter. Um, once every once in a while um but yeah it's been fun and like i said been inspired by different things around me been inspired by dickinson uh an apple tv plus show which i you know i got a new computer so i got a year of that i probably won't renew it but dickinson is is fun i don't know if it's particularly like groundbreaking but me and kirsten have really been enjoying it um watching season two uh it it starts off very gay it has gotten progressively less gay so i'm hoping they they gay it back up again a little bit. Um, I was but, just going to ask if Emily Dickinson was gay in it because compelling historical evidence. Uh, I, I just made a post that we shouldn't assign uh, modern identity labels to people who are not living <laughs> in modern times. But um, 
strong evidence to suggest that Emily Dickinson experienced same-sex attraction. Yes. Oh, I don't like saying yes. it like that, though. Why not? That's what fucking conservatives call it. What, same-sex attraction? Yeah, you're not gay, you struggle with same-sex attraction. She, doesn't, she didn't struggle with same-sex well, attraction. no, she, but like that's how they use it to undermine queer identity. I'm just saying, we, we should probably, like, <laughs> call it something <laughs> other than that. Okay, we'll workshop it. Yeah, we'll workshop it. Yeah. I would just say they were queer. I think yeah. queer's a That's bit, also a very modern term. I know it's a though. modern term, but it's, it's, it's not assigning them a specific identity label. Anyway, not, not relevant. We'll workshop that. We'll workshop some, some, uh, some mm-hmm, agreeable mm-hmm. language. Uh, I'm sure the academics I, have come a- up with it, but. Emily Dickinson is certainly gay in this show. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's 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 like I said, I don't know that it's like the best show on television, but it is a ton of fun. It is a period drama, which me and Kirsten enjoy. And uh, it is modernized to the point of being like just just like a hoot and a holler to to watch uh, with still plenty of emotion and plenty of of, you know, very you know historical norms and things like that in place it, it's really interesting the way they they kind of weave in and out of that it feels very like lived in it feels very true to life while also maintaining you know a a a, a comedic edge to it um so i would definitely recommend that um also on apple tv plus is ted lasso it's just it's it's just very i, I it's explaining what it is won't do it justice because it doesn't sound very good, but it's a, an American football coach who goes to coach uh, soccer in the UK or football in the UK. Um, it's just a heartwarming as I'll get out. It's, I, it's very wholesome. I have heard nothing but great things about this show and I looked everywhere to find it and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't find this show that like people I trust and respect were like, no, it sounds the premise sounds awful, but it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I yeah. haven't been able to find it. It's on Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. Yep. Jesus. Yep. Well, uh, Jason what a, what a niche just, product. He, he just won the Golden Globe. It's li- like literally there might be other good. Like I hear Wolf Walkers is good on there. The animated film. Um, literally Dickinson and Ted Lasso are the reasons that you are signing up for Apple Plus and you can finish through those in a weekend and then. Uh, say thank you next month, maybe. Um, uh, there's like, yeah, it's it's it both shows worth the price of admission for a month, I would say. Um, and yeah, it's just it's it's just wholesome and good. Jason Sudeikis just won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in in that uh ep- the series. Um, he was high as fuck and wearing a hoodie. He was he was. Just, just blazing that globe. He was blazing high those as globes. fuck. It was very mm-hmm. funny. It was very good. Um, so yeah, so that that's like my TV recommendation. Um, for books, like I said, if you haven't checked out Original Sin, go back and check it out. There's a lot of uh fun little uh tangents that it goes on. Uh, backstory with uh, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. Uh, it, it affects the Deadpool run that I was reading at the time, which is also a very good run of comics. Um, it's just very good. Um, there's a, a, a game called, um, on your phone. This, this is a recommendation I'm stealing from Justin McElroy, a, a mobile game called there is no game here. 
and it is just if you've played the impossible game on addictinggames.com back in the day where you kind of had to use the the elements of the browser to be able to complete different levels and things like that um you know right clicking to create a bridge or you know highlighting something to be able to to pass over it it is very much that except it's using the elements of a mobile device um and it's it's a ton of fun um way more game than you would expect there to be um it does cost some money but it is a ton of game there and a good time if you're waiting uh at the doctor for it's it's a good thing if you are waiting two hours to get your vaccine at a mass vaccine site in maryland yeah Uh, i will say that um also hades if you haven't gotten on hades yet and you think like it's too late to get into hades get into hades that's a blast and a half i haven't picked it up in a while but boy howdy, everybody in everybody on the internet is talking about hades yeah and everyone on the internet is talking about it but i feel like like i felt like well it's too late to get into it because you know everyone's already played it and talked about it uh and i i'm i'm here for the hashtag discourse uh but i saw someone play it on a stream and I said, that looks actually like a lot of fun. And I never played the genre of game that it is called a roguelite. Uh, but I really like it. And now I've found other roguelites that I also enjoy based on it. So if you if you have it, if, if there's a thing, this is maybe Hades, but also just general adjacent. If there's a thing that you feel like you kind of miss the boat on, um, maybe like uh, Gideon the Ninth or, uh, you know, an X-Men run from uh, from 20 years ago, maybe maybe. Give yourself an opportunity to get back into that because you never know what you might find. Also, uh, as long as it's gay, Hades is very gay. So, <laughs> so get in no, on, on Ryan something tying like that. Everything together with a theme. Yeah. Is there? Yeah. It, it's it's only computer, right? It's only. It's, it's not. It's on. It's, it's available on Steam and it's available on Switch, the Nintendo Switch. So yeah, just yeah, that's on, not happening for Andy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Um. I've got I've got two podcasts that I want to recommend. Also, we're not affiliated. I've with got this two podcasts. Okay, <laughs> maybe that'll be a good way to end it off. It's just podcast recs. Okay, um, I've been obsessed with uh, "You're Wrong About" hmm. by mm. Sarah Marshall and Michael Hobbs, uh, who are both journalists. Uh, Andy recommended this to me months ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to it at the time. Andy stopped listening to it. I started listening to it recently, re-recommended it to Andy, and now we're both like we it did it did a whole cycle. Uh but they they get very deep into stuff that the media got wrong basically and it's largely stuff from like the 80s and 90s, so it's kind of uniquely suited to people our age who like vaguely remember hearing about something when we were kids you know like um like there's there's i think their first episode actually is on the satanic panic uh things like violent video games things like uh uh the current uh sex trafficking moral panic which is it turns out not what you think it is um so it's it's really interesting very informative uh it's sort of more thoughtful than like adam ruins everything which is just like yeah 
you're dumb and this is a thing that I know and you don't. It's uh it's very interested in examining sort of society and like why we believe these things, uh why we malign women, why women who are victims of crimes are always like treated badly in the media, things like this. So uh very good podcast, very informative very well put together, well researched, and the hosts are a lot of fun. The other one uh, I want to recommend is Creature Feature, which is by Katie mm. Golden. Uh, Katie Golden runs the uh, Pro Bird Rights Twitter account, which got very famous in the last couple of years. That's where the term burb came from. You know how we say burb with a B now? That That's the Twitter account that invented that. Um, but anyway, uh, Katie Golden. Evan, just, Evan, where where do people say burb? Like, where would you find something like that? On the social meds. <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Katie Golden is just a big nerd who loves animals and loves talking about interesting animal facts. And uh, it's a comedy podcast that's also lightly informative about weird stuff about animals, just weird things that they do and weird body parts that they have. And uh, stuff stuff to put in your brain about how animals work and sometimes how people work and sometimes how people interact with animals. It's very fun. Very, very cute and funny and wholesome. That's very good. That's very good. I, I, I have some podcasts. Let's hear them. Uh, one of the ones that I'm, I'm just dying for people to get into, uh, and you've heard me recommend it before, it's a, it's a little show called Good Neighbors. Um, I, I am, am biased granted, but I am obsessed with this show and I, I just, I need more people to listen to it because even though I am involved with it, I am also very much here for the hashtag discourse. Um, an excellent cast of characters chasing monsters through, uh, new Orleans in hashtag undefined time period. It's, I mean, it's modern time, but it's undefined year. Um, and it is just it, it. First of all, it's gay. Um, and yeah, it has just been a blast to listen to the arc that they're currently on is tremendous, uh, very exciting, very spooky, very funny. And it hits all of those notes in a very good way. It does have uh, your good friend Andy involved with it. Um, and uh, I, I. Uh, full disclosure do produce the show but i i love this show i love this show and i really like it is i would be you know touting it even if i was not involved with it. it is that good and that fun someday i'm going to see a good neighbor's post like in the wild of someone mm-hmm. talking about it who i uh have not like guilted into talking about it mm-hmm. and uh i'm going to cry I I'm so proud of this show and um, I know everyone out there is making an actual play podcast, but Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think especially this current arc could go up against, you know, critical role. It could go up against the Mm -hmm. adventure zone. I think it's, I I think it's that good. I 100% agree. I mean, monster of the week enables you the, the opportunity to, um, you know, tell a story. I think people who have a lot of fatigue are fatigued from the Dungeons and Dragons podcast of the world. 
um, that are not really designed for the narrative structure of a podcast or, or, or a, you know, a, of a story like this. Uh, Monster of the Week does help a lot. But I even remember those first couple episodes of um, of Taz Amnesty when they first used Monster of the Week. And uh, y'all have just it, the, the, the dice rolls assist you. The story assists you. Y'all are telling the story and it is a magnificent story. Well, thank you. Um, and I am I am jazzed to have, you know, for for what for whatever reason, gotten in on the ground floor of this thing. Uh, we it, it's, it's, it's in its infancy. Uh, you can still you can still catch up without having a ton of, of listening to do. Um, just hop on this because you are. I've been t- I've been telling people, even if you don't like podcasts, even if you don't like um you know uh actual play podcasts like give this a chance because i think this will change your mind yeah i mean i agree i think it's real good (laughs) (laughs) um other show other show is uh is jv reads the tea um which is uh, i will be on it again Gosh, these I did not intend for these to be shameless plugs, but I will be on an episode of JV Reads the Tea. Uh, a good friend, JV, re- reads out tarot and uh, and and kind of the, the conversation goes in, in a million different directions. Um, we talked for almost two hours and I, I was I was like, JV, please feel free to cut any of this. And JV assured me that that is not how JV edits the podcast, uh, that they just kind of put that up raw. So you'll get. A deep dive into who I am, and whether you and want just, it or not, whether you want it or not, uncut, um, unedited. Yeah, it's 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 a lot, um, but it doesn't it doesn't go too dark, and and we have we have some revelations uh, that I was I was pleased to to share with 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 JV. So uh, go check that out. JV reads the tea. The tea is for tarot, honey. Uh, there's been some excellent guests on there very recently from. Uh, you know names you might recognize from from uh you know other podcasts uh check that out for sure i'm gonna recommend two shows um i have been listening a lot to uh cerebrocast by connor goldsmith uh connor is a literary agent uh if you are a fan of the patrick h willems channel on youtube uh connor is like the regular guest on there to talk about X-Men shit. And he finally started a podcast where instead of doing what Jay and Miles does, which is another great X-Men podcast where they are going through publication history, uh, Connor picks a character and a guest who is really passionate about that character. And then they like just zoom in on that character's history. And it is uh, a really great way i think to uh listen to people talk about uh comic books um because you get to uh hear about a a wide breadth of stuff where maybe if you really love uh nightcrawler and you hear them talking about like different nightcrawler stories uh that might highlight you know something that really sparks your interest then you can go read it rather than you know having to wad through years and years of confusing x-men publication uh yeah, it's a really good podcast. Connor's gay as fuck, so hearing gay people talk about X Men is very good. Um, and then the other podcast I'm going to recommend is Fathoms Deep, which is a podcast about uh, the show Black Sails, which I 
really fucking love Black Sails. I really fucking love Black Sails. I'm on my fourth rewatch right now and listening wow. through. Andy really fucking loves Black Sails. <laughs> uh, ah. Listening through Fathoms Deep uh, while I watch it. Um, I will say Fathoms Deep uh, is definitely through uh, a heterosexual woman's lens of the source material, which um, I will say that that is like a a lens that I have very few vines into. So like I do find it interesting hearing their perspective. Uh, I do think that even though they are sensitive to uh, queer issues, that um, their insight maybe is a little lacking talking about the uh queer text of uh certain black sales elements uh because there's a lot of queer characters on black sales but yeah i really fucking love black sales and i like this podcast about black sales and if you slept on black sales you should go watch black sales it's a really good show and if i keep saying the title black sales maybe you will remember that you should watch black sales uh multiple trigger warnings though like check those out before you watch uh, but yeah, it's a really good show and it's a great podcast. Uh, the cast got obsessed with the podcast. Um, mm. I believe it was Toby. There are two Tobys on the, on the cast. Yeah. There are two guys named Toby in uh, like the top level cast. Not so. Toby Flint, but Toby Rackham was a huge fan of the podcast and like just started coming on regularly to like talk to the hosts and like got other people involved with the show to come on. So, uh, as far as unofficial podcasts go, uh, <laughs> it's pretty wild how like, oh yeah, Rackham's just regularly on it. And like, oh, this writer came on it and the costume, like it's, it's good shit. Uh, mm-hmm. definitely check out Fathom's Deep if you are a fan of Black Sails. And if you're not a fan of Black Sails, you should watch Black Sails. Become a fan of Black Sails and then listen to Fathom's Deep. Yeah. Sure. And, and again, check the, check the trigger warnings. Yeah, there yeah. is some uh some some uh, uh poor treatment of women in that show. In the first There's... I will say in the first three episodes, yeah. it gets a lot better after that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think I think that's a that's a wrap. Uh if you if you enjoyed this, you should give us ten dollars a month. And, and then you get you can, a you can also give us less than that. Yeah, we know times are weird. I mean, you can give us yeah. nothing if th- that's also fine. You may continue to listen to our podcast yes. having given yes. us nothing. But it would be very cool if you gave us a couple of dollars. That'd be really mm-hmm. dope. I want I want to shout out uh from Jump Street, shout out our first Patreon subscriber and that is someone we've already mentioned. That is Nate. 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 Uh, What's up Nate? Number 1. N- Number one, number one in our in our wallets, number one in our minds. Uh, that that's Nate. Thank you, Nate. Uh, as we said, check out the Nate Zone, uh, and 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 podcasts incoming there. Um, yep. Patreon.com slash WTM Radio. There's just going to be a lot of stuff. We're actually going to be putting some free stuff up there, um, because it was stuff that was in the original Patreon. Um, and that doesn't exist anymore. And so if you want to, uh, get access to that, you may have already paid for it and we can't prove that you didn't. So we're just going to put it out there for everyone to enjoy for the most part. 
Also, uh, fuck the people who ran that old Patreon. Embezzling's and bad. It, yeah, yeah, and so we're putting that content out for free now, and you can't mm-hmm. stop us. Well, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's yeah. that's number one on their on their list of things. Well, no, but watch the ending, pending condition. But but fuck them. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. free now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's free. Um, and uh, it's good reason to come over and check out what's going on over there because there's free stuff. Um, and, and we'd be happy to happy to share more with you for for just a couple dollars a month. Can I um, can I say a sincere bit? Yeah. Um. I'm pretty, I think we're all kind of goofy on the show sometimes, but I'm pretty goofy when I talk to our audience Uh, because the fact that people listen to this and like communicating to them is weird. It's weird talking into a microphone and and knowing that you're kind of having a conversation with with people who listen. So, you know, it makes it easier to be goofy Uh, and we're probably going to make jokes about the Patreon and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, One, under no obligation, like do do I, I I think we expect people to to give us money for this podcast or what have you but uh if if you do if you do enjoy what we do here um it sure would be nice if you did and we're gonna try and put some cool stuff out there and we really do hope you enjoy it and maybe it is because the pandemic and I don't know. I make a lot of podcasts, but I feel like I don't often hear from the people who listen. And I know people do listen. Like we can see the numbers. I know people are listening. But um yeah, I think the the Patreon is going to be a way to just like interact with listeners more that we maybe don't get from just putting the show out there. And if you do listen and you want to interact with us, and tell us we do a good job. Uh, <laughs> that'd be nice. I don't know. Maybe this is dumb and Ronnie will cut it. But yeah, that's just me being sensitive and awkward and vulnerable and not putting up the facade of humor. It is it is hard for me to decide what I would value more, whether that is your dollars or your affirmation, just in general. Um, both are very, very good. Uh, I have not really gotten the thrill of of actually pulling a Patreon da- a payment down yet. Uh, so who knows how that's going to feel. But for right now, um, anytime y'all reach out, uh, I do get some DMs every now and then. The emails that you guys send in, um, the emails that y'all send in uh, recommending shows and, and talking about what the show means to you. It is God does the best. It, it is what keeps us going uh, emotionally. The Patreon is just something that will kind of keep us going physically and financially. Um, you are under no obligation, but every one of those dollars is worth like a hundred square dollars that we <laughs> make working at our square jobs. Can, that's like a hundred um, emotion dollars. Can I ask a yeah. dumb question for someone who What's is that? very involved with this podcast? Yeah. Uh, what are the levels on the Patreon? Because we've mentioned mm-hmm. the $10, but are there are there some other options? Because I wouldn't give any Patreon ten dollars. That's wild. <laughs> there are, there are. You should and, give and, and, our Patreon ten dollars, but this, this is this is subject to change. We're figuring this out as we go. Right now, uh, for two dollars a month, you can ac- get access to all of our bonus content. Uh, that includes uh, bonus podcast episodes, mini pods, pet photos, videos, and more. Um, 
where we might do some yeah oh <laughs> yeah I for strive. just two dollars you get access to, to to some of the good kitty cats and our chickens and chickens ronnie doesn't Look like to talk about all the chickens, these chickens but there's chickens on there too Ronnie's scared of chickens. <laughs> I'm terrified of chickens. They're 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 dinosaurs, but shrunk down, but still just as feisty and scary. Anyway, I tried um, to take very cute pictures of our cats, especially for the Patreon. I will say, scary. one of the chickens jumped at my head today, and <gasps> it was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. So I understand, Ronnie. I don't want to imbue fear into anybody. Like I don't want you to be like Ronnie was right about that, but also Ronnie was right about that. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were. Um, so that's at the $2 level, you get access to the bonus content, uh, at $5, uh, you will hear your name in pod lights ending pending. will make your name part of our show on a rotating basis in some way, shape or fashion. We'll make sure we, uh, you know, it's not going to be every person every week, but you'll, you'll, you'll hear your name, uh, you know, it hearkened back to maybe the, uh, the days when we were hard up for iTunes reviews. And we, and we made a big stink about everyone who did that. You oh, can get that kind yeah. of thing, too. I remember that. Um, that was fun. It was so fun. Uh, you you should be a still part review of us, by the way, if you haven't. You should yeah, still leave you should, a review. If, yeah, iTunes, iTunes yeah. Uh, still would love to hear about us. Yeah. Um, that's at $5 a month. You'll also get access to all the bonus content. And then up at the $10 a month level, there's a lot there. You'll get access to the newsletter. And you get to submit a query or prompt that Andy will use Andy or Ryan will use as a bit on our respective podcasts. Mm. Submit because the bit. Oh, so I don't sub- have to do bits anymore. Uh, well, I guess I still have said, to do it. I have to use their bits. Strong arm people into submitting bits. If you strong arm people into the $10 Patreon level, then yeah. you'll never have to do a bit again. You oh, did good. just say that no one will ever submit. I said I would never. never. Do it. You would never give ten dollars to a Patreon. So if you if you can get people to do ten dollars to Patreon, your uh, load gets a little lighter on this podcast. Hey, so sugar there, daddies your out incentive. there! Hey, ten dollars Patreon, sugar daddies. Hey, it's only a matter of time till I start an OnlyFans. Yeah, got that sugar daddy money. Um, that sounds like As a whole said, lot of fun. And it's, it's it's a lot of fun. And we like like you said, and we want to use it to engage with people. We want to make sure that these are not arbitrary things that are just set up to to keep a barrier between you and us. As we said last week, the the show submissions has has always been a part of, of the interaction between us and our fans. That is not as something that's ever going to be behind a paywall. Um, but give us some feedback. Let us know if, if there's something you want. We can we can put it at one of these levels or, or if you feel like you, you know, we're we're not too proud to 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 mix things up a little bit and and redistribute things. So uh, let us know. We want to make this a, a bigger part. We probably will not be starting a Discord because that's a mess. Um, yeah, I'm not interested in doing staunchly, community management. Staunchly opposed to a Discord, and I I, I am also uh, I don't want to do that. But there are other ways that we can really interact with y'all and and make this a special thing. Um, but unfortunately, we we do need to make that worth our time. To some degree. So, so you know, th- as I said, this is subject to change just in us figuring it out and subject to change based on, you know, how much time we can devote to, you know, being making the where they may radio network, the where they may radio uh, uh, conglomerate what it is. Uh, we want we want to make it big. We want to be, you know, doing this uh, for all of our time that we can. And we want to be making you happy first and foremost. And and 
However, we can do that with the time that we have available to do that. We would love to. So please give us some feedback. Please send us in some 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 nice notes. And and if you if 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 we have crossed the threshold into the worth it category, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button on patreon.com slash WTM radio. All right, it's bedtime. It's bedtime. It bedtime. Oh, uh, by the way, we're doing uh, I am not OK with this next <laughs> um, uh, special clear team show. Another queer teen show, this time with superpowers. Thank you uh, very much to uh, Loxy Locksmith. And, and also, uh, what's this one? Loxley um, Locksmith. I don't know who you are, but if that is a Robin Hood reference, uh, tweet at me. And we'll talk about uh, Lox- Robin Hood. Loxley Locksmith and Sophia uh, recommended that. So thank you so much. We're doing that next. Uh, thank you so much. Fucking to, love Robin Hood. Uh, also to Kieran and Dallas, who have uh, who have been uh, sending submissions in. Trans artist of the day has sent us some submissions. Keep on doing that, y'all. We're gonna we're gonna try and work those things in. Uh, we're we're planning some some one one shot uh, episodes of some not the best shows, um, or or just long shows that we cannot hope to cover in our normal format. Uh, so so do not fear that you're only gonna get your your submission considered once every like four months or so um there's going to be other ways for us to get into those uh, in the very near future uh thanks to the kind donors on patreon.com slash wtm radio also one more Um, salute for electric gauntlet and that that yes electric gauntlet oh so good yep 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 love it it's always always good to to have that accessible to us uh you can find us on the social meds uh, at pending pod on Twitter, at pending pod on Facebook. I love at you. Pending pending on Instagram. Uh, you can send us an email pending pod at gmail.com. That is email is decidedly not social media. That is very, uh, it's like okay, boomer. Um, but yeah, send us an email. Uh, and Andy, what do we say at the end of these episodes? Uh, fuck. Um, anyone you want to apologize to? Anyone, anyone you want to? You know, really tear down so that you have to apologize next week. I don't remember. I don't remember how we're currently ending. It's not Pawn Shop Blue anymore, is it? It's not Pawn Shop yeah, Blue. We just abandoned Pawn Shop Blue at some point. I don't know when that That's happened. Fine. Don't tell That's Pawn fine. Shop Blue. Don't tell Pawn Shop Blue. Don't tell him. Where they may radio.